0: You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Welcome to the Earth Station MCU Podcast. Your home for all things related to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, including Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Agent Carter, The Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy, and so much more. Visit us at our Facebook group, Earth Station MCU, at earthstationmcu.wordpress.com, or email us at earthstationmcu at gmail.com. Universe and welcome back to another episode of Earth Station MCU. My name is Jennifer Hartzorn and we have got a cool show lined up. We've got all the latest in uh, MCU news including some information from this year's New York Comic Con where there was a very strong Marvel presence and we've got a good episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. coming up uh, dealing with, uh, with the in humans and what's going on with them so without further ado i would like to welcome back my co-host mr john raven
1: i am back once again indeed dawn of time
0: (laughs) well maybe not quite that bad i mean you know you're old but you're not as old as me (laughs) but anywho uh, so we've got, there was a lot of stuff going on at New York City Comic-Con. A uh, friend of the show, George Marston, uh, did some very good reporting from up there. And, uh, a lot of stuff went on at the Iron Fist panel. Um, we got a lot of information about it. Uh, there was a lot of, uh, stuff about, um, introducing some of the, the new characters. Um, yep. We had uh, Colleen Wing, of course, and uh, mm-hmm. the Meacham siblings. What can you tell us about uh, about um, Ward and Joy Meacham? Uh,
1: not too much. I mean, they've been Ward has sometimes been kind of a an antagonist mm-hmm. for Danny Rand. Um, was it Joy? Yeah, yeah Joy, Joy is. Mm-hmm. Joy originally started as an antagonist and then ended up becoming an ally for okay. Danny.
0: Um and then I, I take it Harold Meacham's probably their father?
1: Yep, and he's also been a a, a bad dude. And then yeah, a bad dude. He's kind of a um, essentially Harold is almost kind of like a Claudius figure. Um, if you're familiar with for our re- our listeners who might be familiar with Hamlet. Ah, gotcha. Um uh, in the sense that it's it's highly Suspected and uh, eventually, kind of. Well, yeah, it's, it's essentially highly suspected that Harold is responsible for the plane crash that basically
0: ah, lands okay. Danny,
1: and his father, in in Kunlun.
0: And and he's the one that's running the company, right? Yeah. Um. So that that almost sounds a little bit like the begin the uh, the first Iron Man movie. Yeah, a little bit. Um. So we have that.
1: So we have that tie connection with the. Uh, with the larger MCU,
0: very cool, very cool, and of course they had uh, Of course we had Claire Temple there. Um, yeah. There's uh, uh, and to to address another point in my my outline for tonight, there's been a a couple of uh, sort of somewhat tongue-in-cheek articles about the fact that uh you know Claire has kind of been the Agent Coulson to the, uh, yeah. all the Defenders things in terms of her being, being present for all of them and, you know, being the one element that has been common to all of them and people yeah. saying, please don't kill her.
1: <laughs> you know, it happened once, guys, and he got
0: better. <laughs> he did get better. That's true. That's true. You know, I, I, I don't think... I, I, that, that just doesn't seem like it would be thematically appropriate. I mean, she was, you know, like, for example, with Jessica Jones... She was in the movie, but she didn't have a particular, you know, connection or anything with Jessica. I didn't think. So it's you know, yeah.
1: I, I. But as, as she makes around, she's getting to know each of these characters. And while I don't think you know we need her death to bring them together or anything, right? She's going to be able to reference enough. From each other, um, obviously.
0: It would make sense for her jail. to her to say, Luke, "Oh, hey, you know yeah. what? We we need another lawyer. You know, we need a lawyer. I yeah. know this guy."
1: Luke, yeah, exactly. Which is what exactly what she did in Luke Cage exactly. and then Jessica Jones after she meets Jessica. Just Luke knows her because of Jessica,
0: right? Exactly.
1: So I don't I don't, and, I don't uh, think that and you don't remember at the end of um, at the end of Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. She's picking off the ad for Colleen Wing's
0: right, her martial stuff. arts yep, martial arts studio yep. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's it, it makes sense for you know she she's been in all of them. I, I don't I don't think they're actually gonna gonna kill her off, but you know that's something that has been brought up.
1: Well, Jeff Loeb is in charge of this, not Kevin Feige, so I think she's sick. Oh,
0: good point, good point. That's very true. Let's see what else we got from that. Um, of course, uh, they, they had uh, uh, Punisher come out, John Berenthal, and a little bit uh, yeah. talking about about his series. Um, turns out that Karen is going to be, as in Karen from uh, Daredevil, is going to be mm-hmm. in Punisher, which makes sense. I think that's that's appropriate and everything, so that's going to yeah. be cool. Uh, and then they brought out all of the Defenders, uh, all, all of the, uh, the leads. So we got a, a picture with all of them together, which was cool. And then the big bomb that they dropped at the end was who the bad guy is going to be in Defenders, or at least who who's going to yeah, be playing. Who's
1: playing the bad guy? Right, exactly.
0: Yeah. Uh, Sigourney Weaver, of course. I love her to bits. Uh, she's she's just who doesn't, of course. She's you know, and, and she's had she's had a couple of great you know cameo type things recently in terms of um, Cabin in the Woods of course she was at the end of that and she had a of course a little walk on in ghostbusters but yeah it'll be And
1: she has her uh, she has her bit in Paul if you've ever seen that
0: I haven't oh is that the the one about the alien?
1: That's yeah the one about the alien oh, and yeah uh, Simon Pegg and nick frost in it
0: Right 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 okay cool yeah but she hasn't had like a a good big meaty part in a while so I'm I'm super excited about the possibility of that. But one of the things that has been brought up is apparently at, at one point um, uh, earlier this year, and I don't, I haven't found a good source for this, but apparently it was it was circulated that the bad guy was going to be Mephisto um, as in the demon lord of hell. Um, uh, you don't think so?
1: I, I don't think that would be likely mm-hmm. because I think I think they'd save Mephisto for a movie. Okay. Um, and, you know, we still don't know who's kind of behind Caselius in Doctor Strange, whether it's Dormammu, mm-hmm. whether it's Mephisto, whether it's someone else entirely. Okay. Um, and it would make sense for Mephisto to show up in the films as Mephisto is part of the Infinity Gauntlet story.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah it so. it seems like it it would be a really weird direction to go in because everything has been very, very street level. You know, it's been gangsters mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, you know, Kilgrave and, and all that. But it's been very low-key. And, and Mephisto, I don't know, don't know the character, but sounds like a lot of CGI and a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, blowing shit up. So.
1: <laughs> I mean, he's essentially the Marvel Universe's version of Satan.
0: Right, exactly. That. That's kind of, you know, I do realize it's called Hell's Kitchen, but you know, come on—that <laughs> that's just seems like a, a very weird stylistic disconnect. If that was going to be the case, um, so yeah. as as much as it would be fun to see uh, Sigourney Weaver doing that, you know, it's it's an interesting rumor, but I uh, it just doesn't make sense to me. Are there any bad guys that you know of that are are common to uh, uh, to, to uh, the defenders, folks, or or that you think would be a good fit for that?
1: I mean, I'm not really certain. Um, you know, it's 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 not really like these guys have never really been the defenders before in the comics. Okay. So I can't say that they have. You know, their one. Nemesis as a group,
0: sure, but like um, Heroes for Hire was was Iron Fist and Power Man, right? Right. So, but it
1: really could be just almost anybody. Okay. So it's 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 hard to really pick out okay. one one person. Um, and I would like to think it'd be somebody that has to be maybe related to Madame Gao or the Hand, or, yeah. or someone who's a larger kind of a larger presence that we don't know about because we still don't know what's up with that huge crater or that hole going so deep into the earth from daredevil. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That, that definitely, that, that, that's, you know, kind of literally a gaping plot hole. Um, Mm -hmm. and of course, if There's a gaping hole down into the earth that maybe that's where people got the Mephisto idea from. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing whatever they do with it, and and I am, I, I, I agree that something to do with like Madame Gao, because um, there there've been there've been undercurrents of that in in a number of uh, a number of the Netflix shows. So, moving over to other stuff, um, we've got uh, uh, this has been one of those perennial rumors that that comes around, every so often, but we finally got a word from Kevin Feige on Blade. And the word is yeah. no. <laughs> of course Wesley Snipes
1: keeps saying it's going to happen but
0: Well, you know, that's no. that that's very much like every time every time anyone asks an actor about, you know, well what would you like to do? Well, I'd like to be in the MCU. Yeah, well, you know, what else is new? Yeah. Um so
1: I mean, if you follow if you know anything about the production of Blade Trinity, Mhm. I don't think Kevin Feige is going to want to wade into those waters with Wesley Snipes.
0: What what happened with that?
1: It was. I mean, uh, I know
0: it kind of ended up being a train wreck, but I, I don't. Snipes
1: know. basically was kind of a prima donna on set. Okay. Uh, and he tried to really, um, he tried to really mess with David Goyer up to the point where Goyer hired a bunch of bikers to pretend to be his uh, <laughs> his security detail. Oh,
0: that's right. I have heard that. And
1: then Snipes basically stayed in his trailer for the rest of the time and they had to make a whole bunch of the parts of the movie without him. Oh,
0: jeez. Yeah, and it's funny because of course Blade was was at this point quite a while ago, and I was thinking, yeah. oh man, Wesley Snipes must be super old, but he's he's only fifty four, so that that's you know
1: he, right. He does look roughly the same. If you saw the uh, the last Expendables movie they made and he's in it, oh okay, um, he doesn't really look that different.
0: Okay, cause, um, which is you know that doesn't put him much older than Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. I think. So um yeah. So yeah, it just it just seems like the Blade movies were so long ago. Yeah. But um and
1: you know, one of my favorite bits from from that uh appearance in Expendables is they ask him what he was doing in prison.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh when when they rescue him at the beginning of the movie and he says tax evasion.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um there's you know there's also speculation about uh the possibility of blade showing up on agents of shield and i i really i don't see that happening that's i mean on the other hand what the hell do i know because i didn't think that that ghost rider was going to show up so I, if he
1: did, I think we'd recast. I don't think they'd go for Snipes. Uh, I mean, not just for his his difficulty, but also for um, maybe cost reasons.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, especially we've already
1: blown the budget on Ghost Rider. We don't have any money for Wesley Snipes.
0: Right, right, exactly. And, and I wouldn't <laughs> imagine that, that he would, even if he was going to. And I don't see it happening. I wouldn't expect it to happen this year. They've they've got enough going on, and uh, you know they've already got one big uh, guest star person coming in, so I, I, don't, I don't think that would be be good or necessary. Uh, but speaking of people who have disappeared uh, off of ABC, um, Agent Carter's coming back, but not Agent Carter, the TV show, sadly. Um, we've mm. got uh, 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 in the Marvel animation panel at New York mm-hmm. Comic-Con, uh, they mentioned... Um, that in uh, Marvel's Avengers Secret Wars. Have you seen that at all, or do you know anything about that?
1: Um, uh, yeah, Secret Wars was a uh, a, a comic storyline from back in the 80s mm-hmm. um, where a, an all-powerful being called the Beyonder decides to kidnap a bunch of heroes and villains, put them on a planet called Battleworld to uh, <laughs> make them, you know, to to try to see once Thunder and for all who... Yeah. who who can win good or evil
0: uh huh uh huh interesting so uh, so apparently they've they've got uh, an animated series of that going on and uh, peggy carter's going to show up on there so while you know it's okay. it's it's really not uh, it's it's not what uh, all of us would would hope to have we'd much rather have haley atwell actually you know showing up live in in something um, you know it's it's better than nothing i guess
1: and I can't imagine they wouldn't actually get her to voice Peggy for it.
0: Oh and, and she is. She is. That was that was yeah, what okay. they what they announced for that. Um so uh so yeah. Um uh yeah, Stephen Wacker, who I've I've never heard of, but I guess he's the um actually it says that he's the vice president of current series and development. Huh. That's kinda weird. I he, I've not heard of him before but uh but yeah so he was he was the one that made the announcement that Haley Atwell is going to be reprising her iconic role to voice agent Carter on that so uh so Excellent. yeah yes so uh I, I I haven't it seems like her uh, her new series uh conviction I believe has not mm-hmm. been doing great and so I know there's a lot of people that are that are praying that it's it's going to fold. <laughs> In, in the it's just thing. one of
1: those things where it's like another lawyer show.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I and from the, you,
1: then you know most lawyers in real life don't actually watch them.
0: <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. Um. So one other thing that uh, that just recently, um, uh, just shortly before we taped, a couple things uh, came up on MCU Exchange and ComicBook.com. Um, so it's it's no secret that I've had some some very big reservations about Ragnarok. Um, I love mm-hmm. the director. I think that he's done some great stuff. I thought that the little yeah. little mockumentary thing that they did of you know what Thor and and Hulk were up to during Civil War was was cute, but they 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 just posted a uh, a, a bit of an interview with him and. He's he's talking about the fact that it's going to be very different from everything that has come before, that it's going to be um, very much his style and not necessarily mm-hmm. the style of the rest of the MCU. Um, he's talked about it being like a buddy movie and like a road movie. And um, somebody was asked, commenting on uh, the fact that the, the logo is very 80s. And he was like, Yeah, it's gonna have a very eighties feel to it. That's uh that's what what they've said about it. I'm not mm-hmm. personally crazy about that. What what are your thoughts on that?
1: You know, I'm kind of a wait and see mm-hmm. um, kind of wait and see attitude for this and I've never really seen much of his stuff other than flying to the concords. Mm-hmm. So – but, you know, we've had comedic directors step into these shoes before and be able to do amazing things with them mm-hmm. while not, you know, making something an out-and-out comedy. Uh, I mean, you know, we've – like I said, we've had – before, we've had John Farbrow do the Iron Man films. Right. We've had Joe and Anthony Russo uh, do, you know, two Captain America films. Yeah, film
0: which are films. some of the best dramatic movies that we've had. They, they were not yeah. – they were not goofy at all. But – at the same time, those were people who, you know, didn't go on the record ahead of time talking about how, you know, how it was going to be, you know, much more the style of their previous work. So, I'm...
1: And you never know. This is this could be a shot in the arm, especially after um, The Dark World.
0: Absolutely. That's that's well known to be my least favorite one of, of all of the, the MCU. So, um... You know, so we'll see. Um like I said, I thought that the, the little short that they did was cute, but cute is just not I mean I uh my favorite Thor movie was of course the first one, and that's that kind of set the tone, you know, it's it was epic you know, mm-hmm. epic fantasy. Um and to and me And it's Brenna,
1: you know? Exactly EW2
0: non-epic exactly and you know well to to be fair he has done other things like uh like dead again which is one of my favorite films of his which was a noir story but um but yeah he's a he's a shakespeare director and so he took something that was in my opinion goofy as all get out when i when i first picked up a thor comic i was like i'm not even gonna see this movie because this looks just just super dumb uh, but it ended up being a fantastic movie, and um, just just really, really good. Um, so for me, going goofy is is not the direction that I would like to see. Um, but uh, but we'll see. You know, like I said, Mar- Marvel has has bought a lot of uh, a lot of um, grace for me in terms of uh, giving them the benefit of the doubt. So.
1: So, I mean, they've been able to do things that nobody thought they could right and uh, I mean look at James Gunn. he's a very goofy guy and you know he makes guardians of the galaxy
0: right which which has a lot of lighter moments but um mm-hmm. but like like I said, for me, it's more that, that there's an established tone. And another thing that that gets brought up in that article is the fact that, you know, Iron Man 3 was definitely a Shane Black movie. It wasn't, you know, it it had a very different tone from the other Iron Man movies, and a lot of people didn't like it. Um, Now, I think that there's the reasons that a lot of people didn't like Iron Man 3 are a lot more than just the directing. But, But, yeah. Not to
1: mention Shane Black's... Uh, habit of making every film set around Christmas.
0: Oh, that's true. I never even really thought about that, but, uh, but yeah, so, so that's, um, you know, we'll, we'll wait and see, but, uh, it will, it will be interesting. Um, we've, we've got, we've got some time yet before that's going to come out, but, uh, I will be, I will be interested to see what they do with it. So, so yeah. um, Mm -hmm. And uh, the other thing that uh, just came out um, was uh, a comicbook.com article about Doctor Strange, and they uh, mentioned uh, some Easter eggs, which are – I wouldn't even say that they're they're spoilers, but um, they mentioned that the ebony blade was something that was going to be in there but got cut – so what do you? I know? mean, I would
1: love to see just a picture of it, uh, of it in real life. Uh-huh. That would be amazing to me. Uh, the Ebony Blade is um, is an ancient weapon in the Marvel universe, and is typically wielded by a villain slash hero known as the Black Knight. Okay. And the original Black Knight was a bad guy. Um, the you know the current one in the comics his his name is Dane Whitman, and he's a hero. Mm-hmm. And, but they all descend from the line of Sir Percy from uh, King Arthur's Knights of the Round Table. Mm-hmm. And the ebony blade was carved out of a meteor. Um, it, it's given some special enchantments, but it's also cursed. So it kind of drains the life force of the wielder mm-hmm. and causes bad things to happen mm-hmm. to them. Uh, even though it is in, probably the densest uh, material... In the Marvel universe, uh, like even more than adamantium, like stronger than vibranium, oh wow, like it, it would cut through anything. Wow, like it's 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 it can it can even cut through magical barriers,
0: which would make sense for why that would be a big deal in uh, in Doctor Strange.
1: Hmm. Right.
0: Um, they had. Uh, they mentioned a number of other things. Uh, one of which was there's at least going to be a name check of one of the parents of the Runaways.
1: Yeah, Nico Minoru's uh, mother, who actually shows up in the uh, Prelude comic. Okay. For Doctor Strange.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, what? Uh, I don't. I know very very little about the Runaways in general. So can you can you give us a, a quick rundown on that?
1: Well, it doesn't seem. They don't seem to be going this route exactly with with her character, but in The Runaways, The Runaways are about a group of kids who essentially discover that their parents are supervillains.
0: Oh, neat. And so
1: rather than, you know, continue to live under under their villain parents, Mm -hmm. they decide to strike out on their own. Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Okay. That sounds cool. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, they've got a couple of other references to things. Um... Uh Jericho
1: Drum and Tina Minoru. Yeah, Tina is um, is the mother of Nicole Minoru, who's one of the runaways. Oh
0: okay, gotcha, gotcha, okay.
1: Um Jericho Drum is the bo- is the brother of Daniel Drum, who in the comics is Brother Voodoo.
0: Okay. And that's that's a
1: yeah, he's another magic wielder within the Marvel Universe.
0: Yeah, they mentioned uh, – those two were – the context that, those, they were mentioned in was that those were people that uh, that Stephen Strange was training with. So that's uh, yes. definitely – Yeah, right. they
1: – both of them also show up in the Prelude comic.
0: Okay, cool. Um, uh, no,
1: just just Jericho, not Daniel.
0: <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, – that's, that's some, some cool stuff to look for. All right, so that's about all the news we've got for this week. When we come back, we will be talking about this week's episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uprising.
1: Hello, I'm New York Times bestselling author Debbie Vigay. I'd like to invite you to listen to my new podcast, The 13th Hour, which can be found on the ESO Network. Come join me as I take a walk on the dark side and explore everything that interests me, including spooky things, books, movies, travel, and more. But be warned, once you get inside my head, there are no windows and no doors. Good luck finding your way out. Join my madness at DebbieVigay.com. D-E-B-B-I-E-V-I-G-U-I-E dot com.
0: Welcome back, Marvel Universe, and now we're going to be talking about this week's episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is called Uprising, and dealing with uh, an apparent uprising of the Inhumans, which ends up being, psych, not so much. <laughs> so uh, so we got, mm-hmm. we've got a number of things going on. We didn't have a lot of Ghost Rider in this episode, um, although there was a really good fight scene. Um, which uh, that was right. that was not you know my my exposure yeah. to um, to Ghost Rider had, previously had really just been the the Nick Cage movies, so I did not think of him as being much of a fighter unless he was uh, all carrot top as as Sky puts it or Sky yeah, Daisy. I... Well,
1: all right, I did love the uh, I did love the moment um, when you know she kind of asked was that was that the other guy he, mm-hmm. he's like, "No, that's all me
0: exactly so uh so that that ended up being a really good fight scene and and one of mm-hmm. those things where I assumed he was gonna have to uh have to ghost rider out on that because there were a crap ton of people, and you know the one time that Daisy used her powers, she broke her arm, you know, so uh so right. it's um uh but they they did well, considering the fact that they were just just beating people up, but um. But yeah, Rob, Robbie's brother. Um, that that was a really interesting scene between him and Daisy.
1: Yeah, because he basically thinks that Daisy's uh, clearly a bad influence on him. So she, so he kind of persuades her to get out. <laughs>
0: yeah, and and then then he lies to his brother and was like, "Oh, I fell asleep, and you know, she was gone when 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 I woke up," which you mm-hmm. know, that's that's interesting. <laughs> That, well, you know, they,
1: they definitely look out for one another, so uh, even though, you know, Gabe, Gabe doesn't really know Daisy enough to know that she actually is, is not a bad influence, mm-hmm. uh, that she might actually be a positive influence on his brother, but sure. he doesn't know that.
0: Yeah, and, you know, at, at at the point that we're at, you know, Inhumans don't exactly have a good reputation, and he knows that, that she's Quake, he figures that out, obviously, because he's a... Uh, it was when the guy was holding a gun to his head that that she she pushed the guy back. So um, so yeah, so that was interesting. But um, uh, a lot of the episode focused on Yo Yo and on the um, the uh, mm-hmm. blackouts that were being being uh caused.
1: Go yeah, ahead. which of course you know it looks like the Inhumans might be resentful of their. Uh,
0: being hunted
1: you know, down, <laughs> yeah, well, or I would say, you know, being kind of herded into you know ghettos for lack of a better term, yeah, um,
0: I mean, that's that's, that's that always
1: kind of be what looks like in human settlements or whatever they want to call it um, But you know, we come to find out, of course, that they're not behind it at all, right. And they're actually the victims of this scenario,
0: right. And you know, the the whole, you know, false flag uh term which is getting thrown around a lot of course with this political season you know the idea of of a group uh, essentially attacking itself almost you know or, or doing an attack to frame somebody else um right is is basically what was going on here um and uh and and they they definitely did you know play the you know the X-Men Mutants card in terms of you know her Yo-Yo's friends are all joking around with her and being all buddy buddy and teasing her and stuff and then when they figure out she's an Inhuman they totally yeah. totally turn on her
1: and she saves their lives too exactly what ungrateful jerks.
0: exactly and you know but that just you know it it, it just goes to show what kind of a reputation yeah. you know Inhumans have at that point um and,
1: yeah. And, you know, it's especially that moment when um, she's talking to Elena and she says, like, well, you know me for 10 years. I'm still your friend. So, you know, they've known each other longer than Yo-Yo's been an human.
0: Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, so exactly. So that's, you know, and, and like you said, she saves their lives. You know, there's, you know, like a bunch of guys with guns and, you know, but the mm-hmm. way that they see it is, oh, the guys with guns wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you um you know so it's she she's she was going to be screwed no matter what she did you know whether whether she you know stayed quiet or not it was it was going to be bad and yeah it's it's very very disappointing to see them you know immediately rat her out and just be completely horrified by her but um speaking of of bad press though it's it's going to be very interesting to see what the uh, what the reaction is to Shield being reintroduced too.
1: Yeah, I mean we've already started to see a little bit of it with uh, Senator Nadir's response,
0: right? Right. Uh, and
1: of course, finding out um, in that same moment that you know, as we talk about false flag operations, mm-hmm. that she was that she's in part behind it, and she seems to be um, in collusion with the Watchdogs. So. Right.
0: Right. Um, which which is going to be interesting? I know there was there were a bunch of people who thought that the uh, you know figure encased in in uh, ashes uh, they're like it's trip, and I'm thinking it's it's not trip, people. I mean, it would be nice, but but no.
1: <laughs> I mean, come on, guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're, you're you're wishful thinking, but reaching. Um, yeah, super reaching. So, so do you think? I mean, it, it seems like the the dude in in ashes has to be dead, right?
1: I don't know. I mean, it could be that he simply just hasn't come out of his chrysalis yet.
0: I guess. I mean, but and, and I guess I guess you know you can hand wave it and says, say because magic, you know. But it's like she's like, okay, well I'll be back in a couple of days, and I'm thinking. Well, okay. <laughs> Doesn't...
1: Yeah, I know this is obviously a very complex character who's both hunting down inhumans and working with the Watchdogs, mm-hmm. but also, you know, has a brother who clearly is an inhuman himself.
0: Right. So, yeah, I mean, it will be it will be interesting to see where they go with that because, you know, she's she's mm-hmm. clearly a bad guy, um, but. You know, and, and with, with S.H.I.E.L.D. coming out, uh, you know, it'll, at, at this point, the last that anybody heard of them, they were basically, you know, a front for HYDRA. Um, so, you know, I, I, I don't, you know, even, even though they exposed right. this particular thing, I don't know how that's, how well that's going to go for them.
1: Yeah, which is something that Senator Nadir brings up, is like, well, they were puppets for HYDRA, now they're puppets for the Inhumans.
0: Right. Right, exactly. So, um, so yeah, it, it will it will be interesting to see what happens with that. Um, actually, something I want to throw out there uh, that um, has has been brought up in terms of our um, our director, Mr. Jeffrey Mace. Um, do you w- what do you think he is? Do you think that he's a straight up inhuman who had the you know who took a fish pill and got powers? Uh, there's some people that think he's an LMD, that he's a robot, that he, you know, is, is somebody who I is mean, super old and took, a, no, took the physical. Vis- already,
1: no, he's already said that he's an inhuman, guys. We shouldn't be trying to read into the whole robot thing. I mean, these are the same people that thought the Keenigs were robots.
0: Well, that's true. And, and to be fair, I, I, I wasn't I, – I didn't totally think that that was wrong because, you know – uh, until of course we saw one of them killed. But I mean, we're
1: only seeing we're only just seeing LMDs being introduced,
0: right? But you know, but you know, with the the the, the point that, that the people who are are saying that are making, they're like, well, it was it was said in Iron Man that mm-hmm. they existed, and I'm like, no, but we've seen things since then that superseded that, that said that you know, yeah, exactly that 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 was that was a project that. Howard Stark or or Tony Stark had started and then gave up on Mm -hmm. and then Radcliffe picked it up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Radcliffe is like, Ooh, this looks interesting. Let me start, start back with it.
0: Right, right. Exactly. (laughs) So yeah, personally, I I don't think he's a robot, (laughs) Um, you know, and, and some people and like the, the particular person who is, who is a, 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 a host on another, um, Earth Station One Network show, uh, you know, he was saying that his movements were really stiff when he was fighting May. Well, you know what? It's, it's, it's conservation of motion. You know, he's, he, he wasn't doing kung fu kicks or anything, but he didn't have to because he's right. that strong, you know? Um, and, yeah, he
1: can basically let May wear himself out on him.
0: Exactly, exactly. And, um, what do you think? Do you think that he's he was just a dude, and um, you know, I think you and I have discussed this a little bit, or that he's somebody who is who actually was from Cap's era, um, or you know, or a little bit later, and sort of took on Cap's mantle. Yeah, and uh, and then was and and got to be super old, and then the in the uh, fish pill, like de-aged him, or.
1: I mean, it's certainly possible that um, depending on how his powers work, if they're very similar to Luke Cage's, mm-hmm. and we get we get in Luke Cage that Luke isn't going to age or isn't right. going to age very much, mm-hmm. um, Mace's and human powers could be could work almost exactly the same way.
0: Yeah, because he's we know that he's very strong, that he's mm-hmm. you know uh, he's he's extremely tough, and so some kind of um, you know uh healing factor kind of thing you know some kind of um something that that keeps him healthy essentially could have uh have sort of de-aged him which i think would be really cool Mm -hmm. the downside to that is it can only have been a couple of years uh since uh since we started getting in humans and he has made references to the fact that like when when uh in this most recent episode, when he was doing the press conference mm-hmm. about Shield, he said something about, "Well, you guys all know me, so if if they know him as he is now, which that would that would have to be the case." Um, I'm not
1: sure. I'm not sure if they know. Well, I'm not sure if they know that he's Inhuman.
0: No, they don't. But but I'm saying they right. recognize him. So you know, either um, you know, if if he became an Inhuman um, recently. Uh, then well, I guess. See, now that I, now that I say that out loud, I guess he could have been an inhuman back in the '40s or something.
1: I mean, anything's really possible. Yeah. Um, uh, until we get more, we you know, it's all just speculation.
0: Yeah, that's that's true, but you know, speculation's kind of fun up to a point. Um, but so speaking of of LMDs and Doctor Radcliffe, that was the other major plot line that we had going this week. Um. Mm-hmm. And that was that was probably the biggest nail biter that that I've seen on Shield since I can remember. Was with, yeah?
1: You figured you figured Radcliffe's house is going to be safe from the EMPs, right? Right.
0: You know? you know because because obviously he's like so super super tech heavy and everything. And it also they they said um, uh, well I, I guess no never mind. I was going to say they said the facility she was at was in upstate New York, but. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know where Radcliffe's house is. 'Cause we don't 'cause we don't know where their secret base is, right?
1: Yeah, we've never really established where everything is taking place. Yeah.
0: So I guess wherever it is that he's he's near is is near a major city that, that got hit. Um mm-hmm. but uh, but that was that was a major nail biter when, when the power went out just at the very second right. they were about to use the defibrillator. Um what what did you mm-hmm. what what was your reaction to that? What did you think was going to happen there?
1: Well, I didn't think Mabel was going to die. I'm like, something's right. going to happen. I mean, obviously there's there's going to be some way out of this. Yeah, but it was almost like they they almost waited until the last possible second to be able to bring her back.
0: Right, and and honestly, what I thought was going to happen was he was going to call. Um, is it Ada? Um, the, yeah. yeah, he was, he was basically going to tell Ada to come out and that she was going to like with her hands shock May back. And then it was going to be like, yeah. Oh, so BT dubs Simmons. I have this AI. <laughs> um, but he managed to, do, he managed to bring her back without having to, uh, out his, uh, little yeah. creation. So
1: yeah, he just used her power source.
0: Right. Exactly. Um, and, and, at that point I think Simmons was, was just so happy to have May back that she didn't really stop to think about that too much. Yeah. Um, but that was, that was a really cool, really cool moment. Um, and, and like I said, mm-hmm. I was, I was like, Oh my God, he's going to have to bring her out. And, and then he didn't I have
1: uh, May's conversation with Colson after she comes back. Like I heard you're back to your old self. I feel cranky. Like I said.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yep. So uh so yeah, that's that's kind of where we're at right now. Um uh Fitz that's uh, sorry, uh to go back to the other plot line, uh Fitz got to do some good uh Boy Scout stuff with champagne corks and needles and stuff, which was kinda cool. Yeah. Um some
1: basic science as he points out.
0: Yep, yep, absolutely. Um not not a lot of Interesting stuff with with Mac this this time around, but um, yeah. I, w- I was kind of hoping to have a good scene between him and uh, and Yo Yo, but that that passed pretty quickly. So um, yeah,
1: they're they're still kind of a little frosty after he found out that she was giving drugs to Daisy. Of
0: course, yeah, absolutely. So um, so yeah, we uh, it will be interesting to see where we go from here. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was a neat episode. And we've got, like I said, the, the, the whole thing with, um, uh, Senator Nadir, I think is, is going to be, uh, right. probably the, the big bad kind of thing for at least this half season. All right. So, uh, anything else you want to touch on or are we good to do a rating?
1: You know, I think we covered just about everything. Um, everybody's plot point, subplots uh uh-huh. All that was going, all that was going on there. Um, you know, loved the way that Coulson basically figured out it was the Watchdogs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, you know, he shoots the one guy point blank in the chest, and Max about to freak out over it, and then Coulson rips open the shirt. Oh, hey, he's got body armor. Right, and it's not just you know the typical stuff you can buy in a shop.
0: <laughs> right, that's that's a good point. That was that was another. Oh my god! Moment, because boy, mm-hmm. what if Colson was wrong? That'd be awkward. <laughs>
1: oh well, damn it.
0: Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah. So that was that was very cool. Um. All right. So in terms of ratings, if we're uh, if we were to give this a score, which we are, uh, on a scale of one to five flaming skulls, with one being eh not so good, and five being best flaming skull ever. How would you rate this episode?
1: I could give this a three and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it could have been bumped up to a four if we had a, an actual flaming skull in it, because mm-hmm. I love every time that they bring um, Ghost Rider on now. Mm-hmm. But it had a good level of intrigue. We got more uh, in-depth into Jeffrey Mason, his background, and, of course, confirmation of his actual actual name on the show.
0: mm mm-hmm.
1: uh, we we dealt a little bit with the fantastic racism that comes with being in uh, a mutant. I mean, an inhuman.
0: Right. Uh, right. Exactly.
1: Yeah, and we we furthered the plot a little bit, and we got a little deeper into things, and a little more, and a little sneakier, and a little more of a plot twist mm-hmm. sort of zone. So, I, I did I did enjoy it. I haven't enjoyed it as much as the last
0: two though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go middle of the road with a with a three flaming skulls for this one. Um, mm-hmm. I. I just felt like the writing has been so good for the, for the first two episodes and, and really, really good dialogue. And this was, this was more back to, you know, a typical episode. Um, you know, it was the, the dialogue was, it was perfectly functional. It was fine, but there was nothing, you know, super clever going on. Um, you know, the, uh, the, the, the thing with May was, it was kind of like a, a cheap scare, you know, like a jump scare. Yeah. Um, you know, and and it was good, it was fine, but but it was you know, not not uh, not not a super um, clever plot device or anything. Uh, like like you said, th- we didn't think for a second that May was actually going to die, um, and uh, and yeah, I think there's you know was good plot advancement uh i'm looking forward to seeing what they do like i said with the uh with the senator and figuring mm-hmm. out what's up with her her uh uh guy made of ash in his uh his chrysalis there um yeah but it was it was good it wasn't wasn't great uh you know a, as you said there there are a lot of people i think at this point that um that are gonna be disappointed anytime we don't have uh carrot top show up as uh, as daisy put it but um yeah, I mean, I, I think that's... I think it only
1: has so much money.
0: Exactly, exactly. And to be fair, they had a crashing helicopter in this one, which was yeah. a pretty big deal. Um, Daisy did use her power once, and then I think, actually, yeah, this, this, is, this is probably the coolest effect that they've had. Um, we haven't really seen anyone other than Tony Stark that can do the big um, holographic mm-hmm. display. Um, yeah. on this show but radcliffe's got one and that's pretty freaking cool because of course he does <laughs> right exactly you know but but that's something that we like i said that's that's a you know he's he's doing some some really next level cutting edge science and you know he must right. have buckets of money to be able to be doing that so um so i don't know if he's getting uh if he's officially a shield consultant and he's getting a, a gigantic stipend for that, or uh, or where that's coming from, but uh, obviously uh, that's that's the kind of thing that we expect from a multi-billionaire um, uh, playboy th- philanthropist, which he's not really. But
1: um, yeah, he doesn't strike me as a philanthropy type,
0: or really the playboy type, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but he's, uh, he's
1: basically creating his own robot woman.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which the less thought about the better there for. Th-
1: She's still walking around in a bathrobe.
0: She is. She is. So, <laughs> you know, kind of his own personal Buffy bot, but, um, but yeah. So, yeah. so lots of, uh, lots of cool stuff coming up. Um, I think that uh, we will, I'm sure we will get uh, a little bit more um, Dr. Strange yeah. news. Leaking out over the next couple right. of weeks uh, We've had some really good commercials And whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to it um, and uh, folks, don't forget to please give us a rating on iTunes and or Stitcher, wherever uh, you happen to get us from. It really makes a very big deal uh, in terms of our uh, ability to pull in new people because that's, that uh, boosts up our, our placement on those podcasting services. So please do, do give us a rating. We would very much appreciate it. And you can always get in touch with us at earthstationmcu at gmail.com. All right, well, that's it for us for this week. Uh, Thank you all very much, and we will see you again next week. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network, your station for all things geek, classic, current, and beyond. Be part of the crew at esonetwork.com. Thank you.